0: Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again,
1: it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by our man in Hollywood, Maddie D.
0: I'm still our man in Hollywood? Wow. Yes. And... The pigeon is actually a female pigeon that can lay an egg. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to this show, because that is a spoiler.
1: It certainly is. Maddie do you sound different this week?
0: Yes, I guess you could say it is kind of a very different episode. Yeah. Doing it in a different format, since uh, we're in a country right now that we can't essentially leave our houses.
1: What are you talking about? Aren't you in your trailer somewhere in some Hollywood yeah, studio? That's it.
0: I'm on I'm on break, you know. Yeah, I'm on I'm in my trailer. We've just like, you know, in this bit the new big budget movie that's going ahead that I can't really talk about, you know,
1: hush oh, hush. Oh, it's one of your Marvel um, movies, right?
0: Ex- exactly the ones that I'm leading in at the moment. I had to like, you know, had a few minutes to to cool off and, you know, get a massage and get a fruit platter sent to me and sort uh, mm. you know, of discuss discuss some potential spoilers.
1: Yeah, that's right. So, typically what we do on this show is we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster, and then we attempt to predict as much of that plot as humanly possible. But this week, you've joined us in one of our installments of actual spoilers, where we look at a movie that we've already covered in the past and see how close we got to the actual movie. And we get to sort of do a report card on each other, where we give each other points based on how close we got to the movie, or how far away we got to the movie in some circumstances. I'm looking at one person in particular. And yeah, and then at the end we add up those points and see who got closest numbers-wise to getting to the actual movie.
0: Yes, and this was a movie we did way back in 2019. It was the last movie that we covered in 2019, and Mike yes, it was how the world has changed since then. But yes. yeah, we're going right back and looking at this movie, which we haven't discussed since our hundredth episode.
1: No, exactly. Also. By the way, if you want to put one of our previous predictions to the test, one of the movies that we've covered in the past is currently in the cinemas. So right now, you can go and see Space Jam: A New Legacy if you're excited about that. I'm, good I'm, good I'm input sorry
0: for my silence. I'm very excited. Good for that input,
1: Matty D. <laughs> I know you're not very excited to see the movie, but yeah, I think a lot of people are really excited to see this one. But yeah, the if more you
0: are you see about that movie, the less excited I.
1: am Yes, for it. I saw Porky Pig rapping. I saw that Michael B. Jordan has a cameo in the movie. Spoiler alert. they couldn't get the actual michael jordan but they got michael b jordan
0: i better get half a point for that kieran
1: i'm not sure about that but still (laughs) yes so if you are seeing that movie this weekend i would recommend listening to our movie after you see the movie just in case we let something slip and spoil the whole movie experience for you let's get straight into spies in disguise so how well do you think spies in disguise did in the box office
0: i think it did terribly
1: Oh, really? Now, it is actually a movie I did see in the cinemas. I think I saw it on Boxing Day. I had, like, a a free day. I'd already seen the family for Christmas, and then the following day, I was just like, you know what? What would keep me in the Christmas spirit? I know, let's go see Spies in Disguise at 10 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) A real Christmas movie. Yeah, and it was just me and a bunch of kids. It really put me in the the giving spirit. Back to Spies in Disguise, the box office. So, any guesses on how much it made? So, just to give you an idea, it had a $100 million budget.
0: I think it made... $78.
1: It was just me. Me and another person bought tickets.
0: <laughs> it was just you.
1: No, I can guarantee you. I guarantee money. you there was more than just another person there. But no. So the movie made $171.60 million. That is considered an absolute failure. So it only made $70 million budget. And I'm sure that $70 million went into the advertising for the movie alone.
0: Yeah, it paid for Will Smith.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. And oh, just so you know as well, it did not win any awards. It was nominated, I think, for three awards, and it didn't win any of them.
0: No, didn't win Best uh, Screenplay.
1: However, in saying that, though, it did receive fairly favorable reviews. So people liked it somewhat. It's just they didn't love it. While they didn't see it is what it ultimately boils down to.
0: I think this is because uh, this is a a movie that you can watch on streaming services now. So I think that's where a lot of people are. Well, watching it's it. just
1: on Disney Plus, I believe. Mm, it is. That's where I watched it yesterday. That's
0: where I watched it yesterday too.
1: So before we get into how well we did, Maddie D, would you care to explain the point system to everybody who may not be aware?
0: Sure. So we need to decide who did better and who did, we won't say worse, we'll just say not as good. So we have our point system, which is if you got something completely right that there was no promotional information about it and it didn't appear in the trailer, you get two very nice points. Mm. And that's the highest you can what you could get for uh, predicting something. If you get something that appears in the trailer or any of the promotional material, that is one point. And if you kind of got something that was sort of on the right track, not quite right, not quite wrong, but you know, you get half a point. Yeah. And if you don't get something right, you get zero points.
1: That's right, and <laughs> I'm so excited. Can we get straight into how, how we did? And you, actually, yes, you yes. went first, so I'm gonna actually be breaking down your plot and, first. And oh I boy. I feel
0: like I sort of shot myself in the foot here because I bragged yeah. a lot about-
1: Let me get into it, let me get into it. So straight off the bat, you said that you have never been as confident in doing a <laughs> plot prediction before. And you also said, quote, and this is an actual quote from you, if ever there was going to be a movie where I get 100% correct, I think it's going to be this one. Oh, wow. So how do you feel now, having seen the movie and listened back to your prediction?
0: Look, I I, I think I might have oversold <laughs> how well I would have done at this plot. I, don't th- I think 100% is a little too lofty. <laughs>
1: It's interesting oh that you should say that. So, since you had such a bold claim in that episode, I decided to put you up to a challenge in this episode. So, the highest score you've ever received in one of our actual spoilers episodes so far was in your Shazam prediction, where you got 60. So, for this episode, I wrote this down before I listened back to your plot properly. So, if you don't get at least 60 for this, I'm considering it a failure. Yeah. So, I the challenge is on.
0: What I could make up for in, like... I thought confidence would drive me, you know what I mean? I thought, like, if I approach this with a real confident, can-do attitude, it would have just somehow made my prediction better.
1: Yeah, well, I suppose that's the best way to approach a movie like this.
0: I listened to a lot of motivational tapes, and I was like, yeah, you know what? If I just come in with a cocky attitude and say I'm the best, then it'll show out.
1: (laughs) Well, let's see see if it paid off. Let's see if it paid off right now. So straight away, you said that the movie will open with the Disney logo, and then I corrected you and said it's actually still going to be the Fox logo. So you said, never mind, it's the 20th century Fox logo, which will be changed to a cool spy logo and then the logos will fade ever so naturally into the movie. Uh, now, you don't get any points for that because it's just the regular old vanilla 20th Century Fox logo. You must have been super disappointed straight off the bat.
0: Yes, I was. I think don't that's a clear a indication
1: point. of where your plot's going to go.
0: <laughs> I don't get half a point because the 20th Century logo appears.
1: No. <laughs> it's a 20th Century Fox movie. We know it's going to appear at the start of the movie. That's like saying there's going to be a text crawl at the start of Star Wars. Well, you didn't say that. Yeah, because it doesn't... Plan. It's obvious. It doesn't matter. Now, the movie actually opens with uh, a flashback with young Walter, which neither of us predicted. No. But you next said that we see our hero, Lance Sterling, who arrives in a cool manner and slips into a wetsuit with his suit on underneath before diving into a body of water. Now, I actually gave you two points for that straight off the bat, because he does arrive in a cool manner. He's sort of like slinking around in the snow in a like a Yakuza compound, and he uh, beats up two guys... Uh, Yeah, I'd say it was fairly cool. Yeah, he's confident, he's sleek, he's graceful. But we don't actually see him put on the wetsuit and dive into the body of water. We can only just presume that. No. But you didn't lose any points for that. So you said that as Sterling is swimming through the water, we suddenly realise that he's in a large fish tank. I gave you a point for that because, of course, it was in the trailer. And you said that we'll see bad guys milling around next to the fish tank, wearing fancy suits, enjoying cocktails and hors d'oeuvres. It's like a real classy affair in your plot. (laughs) Now, I actually gave you half a point for that because the bad guys are actually Yakuza thugs and they're wearing cheap suits, playing cards and drinking sake and just being generally unpleasant in the actual movie. So I think you had a real different idea in your head of what sort of soiree this was going to be. Yes, I definitely did. And then you said, and this is a quote, Sterling puts a little explosion on the fish tank glass, breaking the glass, causing a wave of water to wipe the bad guys out. I'm not quite sure what a little explosion is. I think that's what people make in the bath after eating too many baked beans. But yeah, the thing that he puts on the glass is actually a sonic disruptor. It's close enough. I gave you a point for that. And it was Thank in the trailer you. too.
0: Jeez, I must have done bad if you're giving me points for that.
1: <laughs> oh, just you wait. You said that Sterling picks up a tray of crabs and knocks out the baddies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how people eat crabs in a tray. Yeah, he just picks up a tray of crabs. And You didn't even say he uses the tray of crabs for anything. He just picks up the tray of crabs and then kicks a bad guy in the face, presumably.
0: That's right. I he's gave just you, holding the tray of crabs while he's, like, beating people up. Yes,
1: he's serving it to other people while he's beating them <laughs> up. So I gave you well, a point for that. Someone needs one, you know, he's holding them out. Yeah, exactly. I gave you a point for that because he knocks out the baddies, but he picks up two lobsters from the fish tank to pinch your goon. They're not crabs, they're lobsters, and they're not on a tray. You said that a big, ominous bad guy sits in front of a bunch of teleprompters. What, is he reading the news or something? <laughs> I think you meant monitors.
0: For his lines. It's for Will Smith's lines.
1: You know? yeah. <laughs> he did have a lot of lines, so he probably needed them.
0: He's that, he's that Hollywood that he doesn't memorize scripts anymore.
1: Well, I gave you a point because in the actual movie, we see Kimura sitting in front of some monitors. So, yeah, that's close enough to teleprompters, I suppose. And I got what you meant. It was probably just a Thanks. slip of the tongue. So next up, you said that a big no-name thug approaches <laughs> Sterling, but Sterling <laughs> knocks him out without even breaking a sweat now you laugh of course uh because it's not a no-name thug it's kimura even though you were very insistent that it wasn't going to be kimura
0: well i remember watching the trailer and i saw kimura sitting behind a table yep and then i saw this big tattooed thug and i was like wearing wearing
1: exactly the same clothes and looking like exactly the same person yep (laughs) makes sense
0: (laughs) to me when i watched the trailer they didn't look anything alike i was like oh okay they're they're different people. And you know how you're so used to there being like a big thug and usually like one of the criminal... Like a
1: Blofeld-style character.
0: A big, strong guy.
1: Yeah, like Blofeld.
0: Yeah that's, what, yeah, that's what I mean. So I kind of thought he was going to be like the tech head, like the arms dealer or whatever. And right. I was like, they're never really big, strong guys. They usually have a muscle that works for them. So that's what I thought going into yeah. this movie it would be like. But apparently, apparently my prejudice... It made me lose points.
1: (laughs) Yes, because you only got half a point for that. Now, next up, you said that Lance steals a computer chip and brags to the baddies before he leaves. I gave you half a point for that because he steals a briefcase that had an assassin drone in it, Uh, but it's actually empty when he returns back to the HQ, and he does brag to the baddies a fair bit as well. That was in the trailer, though. My
0: God, he does that all through the
1: movie. Oh, boy. To his detriment. Next up, you said that everyone knows who Sterling is, Lance Sterling, that is, and that's very important. And Lance has the reputation of being the greatest spy in the world. To steal your cadence there. (laughs) I gave you a point for that because that was all in the marketing material, of course. And you said that Lance flies off into the distance using a glider attached to his suit. That's correct. I gave you a point for that. You said that Sterling arrives at his agency, which has a name that's unique to this movie. So it's not the CIA. It's not the FBI. It's not MI6. It's the HTUV. So I gave you two points for that. you you called it and I didn't. Well, you didn't call the name, but you just called it would be a unique organisation. I didn't even pick up the name when I watched this movie. No, I had to look it up. I think they show it like on a wall or in a document or something like that. But I don't remember them ever saying it in the movie. You said that everyone applauds as Sterling arrives and he laps it up. I gave you a point because that was in the trailer. And you said that Lance stops in to see his boss, Lou, who is no nonsense. She is. I gave you a point for that. But that was all in the trailer.
0: Looks like I'm doing pretty good so far.
1: Yeah. Well, you got to start strong, don't you? You said that Lou gives Sterling a new mission to find techno terrorist Tristan McFord, who uses nanobots. You were very insistent that they were nanobots, even though I tried to correct you. And Sterling has never encountered him before. That was very important to point out. Now, I didn't give you any points for that because that was so wrong. So, first of all, the agency and Lance don't actually know who McFord is. They don't even know his name until the end of the movie. And also, Lance met him at the start of the movie. He was quite clearly there with uh, Kimura in the trailer. I'm so surprised you didn't pick that up. I just wanted to point out as well, I wanted to give you a little bit of credit. Lance Sterling does actually have nanodrones. At the start of the movie, you see him use a whole bunch of little tiny microscopic drones to surveil Kimura's hideout. So that was fairly close to actually having something called nanodrones. But no, McFord himself just uses regular attack drones, which he stole from the agency.
0: Right. I should have just assumed that since every bad guy these days has drones.
1: Well, we just had such a long run of having nanobots in movies. (laughs) So I guess you just (laughs) had to presume they are in there somehow. Yeah. Next up, you said that Lou tells Lance that he needs to be paired up with someone from their tech department to help Lance get closer to McFord. No, that's not the case at all. Not at all. You said that Lance is paired up with 15-year-old MIT genius Walter Beckett, who is the agency's tech wizard. Now, I'm not actually giving you any points for that either, because Lance actually goes and fires Beckett, because he gave him some, like, explosive with glitter, like, cat glitter in it. And by the way, yeah. we both got this wrong in the actual episode. Beckett isn't actually 15. He graduated MIT at 15, but he's actually an adult in the movie.
0: He's, like, in his 20s. Yeah, exactly. He's- Tom Holland is actually playing a 20 year old.
1: For the first time ever.
0: <laughs> he's graduated to those roles.
1: Also, he's not the tech wizard. He's only one of the many tech people they have in the lab. Yeah,
0: he's, he's very much like a faceless character. He yes. just kind of builds into the background.
1: Yes, and he doesn't work there very long because Lance fires him. And you said that Lance prefers to work by himself and is not interested in having a partner. I gave you a point and a half no for points. that. Yep, because uh, that was something that we sort of could just guess from the trailer, but they didn't actually flat out say it anywhere. But it's a standard trope So yeah, I gave you a point and a half I didn't want to quite give you two points for that Because, you know, it's fairly obvious that that's the case You said that for some reason I have no idea why you said this That Lance carries his box of stuff to Walter's cubicle Why? Do they have to sit at the same desk or something? (laughs) Yeah, they're moving in as being desk buddies (laughs) There's no, like, evidence of that in the trailer or anything like that
0: I don't know I just thought this would be a good opportunity
1: No points there obviously because it doesn't happen Nothing like that happens in the movie Actually at the end of the movie you see them sitting outside With their box of stuff after they both get fired Maybe that's what I was thinking of Well that's not in the trailer but mm. uh, it does it kind of happen in the movie. But no. Super predicting powers predicted there would be yeah, a box exactly. you said some description. You said that Walter is an over-eager fanboy of Lance Sterling and just wants to show off his inventions to Lance. I gave you a point for that because, yeah, that happens. It was in the trailer. It and was in the trailer. S- and you said that Walter's personal hug invention may or may not come in handy later in the movie. I gave Yay. you two points because even though you said may or may not and didn't give a definitive answer, it was still used later in the movie. That deserves two points. It actually saves Walter's life and Tristan McFord's life. He uses it to save Tristan, right? Yeah, but he he uses it when his submarine gets blown up as well to save his own life. So there you go, two points. Boom. I'm really good at this. Yeah. (laughs) You had a weird way of being like right in a roundabout way in so many circumstances. (laughs) But at the end, I'll tell you what I thought of your plot overall compared to the actual movie. And uh, I don't know if mine's any better, to be honest. But anyway, you said that while together in the elevator, Walter tells Lance about a formula that he's been developing that can make people disappear. And you also said that Lance gives Walter the slip during this explanation. Now, I gave you a point for that because, yeah, that's all in the trailer. And Lance doesn't actually give Walter the slip. Walter ends up, like, stunning himself. And he turns into Jelly. And then just, yeah, Lance leaves. And also, Walter's been fired at this point. Now, you said that Lance decides to take on McFord by himself. I gave you a point. Well, he has to do it because he's been framed. He can't even work with the agency at all in the actual movie. But, yes, we knew that he was going to try and take on McFord because we see this in the trailers. You said that Lance kept the microchip that he took from the baddies earlier and puts it into his talking car in order to find (laughs) McFord's location. I gave you two half points for that because he does use his car, which does talk in the same way any GPS or Siri does. He does use his car to track down Kimura. He gets in and just has Kimura's location in there. I don't quite understand how that works. But it doesn't come from doesn't a magical th- chip that he took from the baddies.
0: It, oh, isn't, uh, doesn't Tom Holland's character put in a tracker? No. For either Tristan or Kimura?
1: Oh, oh no. Later in the movie, yeah, he puts a tracker on McFord. Yeah. But that, that has nothing to do with getting a chip from the bad guys that shows the bad guys' location.
0: Well, I just thought it would be it would make more sense than just knowing where the bad guy's going to be, which apparently he does with Kimura. Like, it's, like it's just a guy who gives tabs on, apparently. Where he is.
1: Yeah, exactly. Terrible bad guy. Oh yeah, exact terrible good guy too. You said that Lance drives to McFord's location while his talking car tells him that he's going against his mission objectives and he's doing a naughty thing. Actually gave you half a point because while that was all nonsense, he is doing a naughty thing because he's going rogue. You said that while traveling, Lance comes across a CIA agent called Marcy Capel, who points a gun at Lance because they work at rival agencies. You know how, like, the CIA and the FBI are just constantly, like, trying to track each other down and shoot each other? competitive,
0: right? She's part of the Soviet Union.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the CIA Soviet Union. And you said that she needs to hunt him down for some reason. I gave you another two half points for that because Marcy works for the Internal Affairs at the HTUV And she does need to hunt down Sterling since he's gone rogue. And she does point several guns at Lance. Several
0: points in the movie, even.
1: Yeah, so you're kind of on the right track there. But no, you're completely wrong in your assessment of that character. Speaking of, you said that there's romantic chemistry between Lance and Marcy. Man. There is not. And also romantic chemistry between... Oh, no, don't spoil it. I want to get there. I want to get there. (laughs) We're almost at that stage. You said that Lance (laughs) evades Marcy. I gave you two points for that because he does constantly throughout the movie. And you said that Lance arrives at an abandoned warehouse and tries to sneak up in McFord. I guess it's McFord's warehouse, but he is spotted by McFord's drones and is captured. Now, I actually gave you a point and a half for that because that does kind of happen later on in the movie. Right at the end of the movie, he does sneak into a compound that McFord is in and he is caught by an assassin drone and is captured by McFord. Yeah, I guess he is, isn't he? So in a roundabout way, you're right. But the way that you described it, you know, that doesn't really happen in the movie. In
0: a roundabout way. That should be the theme of my prediction. Yes. In a roundabout way.
1: You said that McFord explains to Lance that it was easy to capture him because he's too well known as a spy. No, that doesn't happen in the movie. And you said no, that there's not
0: a really a plot point,
1: is it? No, it's not. And you said that there's a... speaking of not actually being a plot point, you said that there's a running gag that everyone pronounces Lance Sterling differently, like his guybrush Threepwood or something.
0: Oh man. Okay, so I remember seeing this episode, and I can't, I don't know why, but I thought I heard two characters say his name differently.
1: I, ex- so I was like, ah. I explained this, I explained this to you. I tried so hard to get you back on the right track in the actual episode because i'm like you realize it's a japanese man saying lance (laughs) stirring he's not saying his name incorrectly he just has an accent and you're like no 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 it's gonna be a running gag because this movie needs running gags and you really wanted to (laughs) die on that hill even though i was trying to help you
0: he's he's a well-known spy uh, i feel like i feel
1: like you just got to a point in this plot where you're just like i refuse to be correct like i absolutely (laughs) refuse to get any points. You said that Lance escapes McFord by the skin of his teeth by jumping into his self-driving talking car. I just can't help <laughs> reiterating over and over again that you said that the car was going to talk to him. I'm going to die at every hill right now. Yes. So I mean, it does kind of talk, but yeah, not in the same way that you were thinking. Not in an Inspector Gadget kind of way, if <laughs> you remember that movie.
0: Or like the David Hasselhoff TV Oh, show. Kit
1: Knight Rider. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's not like that at all. Uh, enough about the talking car. You said that Lance realises that he's too recognisable, so he goes to Walter's house to become invisible. I gave you a point for that because it's in the trailer, and also he has to do this, by the way, because he's gone rogue. Not because he's too recognisable, it's because he's gone rogue from his agency. You said that Walter is excited that Lance is at his house, but Lance only wants the formula. I gave you a point for that because we sort of saw this in the trailer, but Walter's actually shocked that Lance has broken into his house. He's in the middle of watching some sort of like Korean drama (laughs) or something like that. Which, by the way, my favourite gag in the whole movie is towards the end, when Walter walks in the room and he's wearing his headphones listening to the Korean drama, and it looks like Lance Sterling is like doing lines from the Korean drama. That made me <laughs> yeah, laugh so great. much. and it, I laughed in the cinema, and I laughed again watching it this time.
0: <laughs> what, when is this movie set? Because he's watching it on a hologram, isn't he?
1: Yeah, I think it's just sort of maybe in the not-too-distant future, or it's just a very high-tech version of modern day. Uh so, I don't think it's supposed to be futuristic. It's just, yeah, they're in the, the super spy world. So, they're on the cusp of technology, and I, I suppose. he's an inventor as well. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. His inventions sort of border on magical as well. So, you've got to go yeah. with it. You said that Lance accidentally drinks the formula and becomes a pigeon. Well, that was a, that was a bold call there. Look at that guess. So, I gave you a point for that very reluctantly so because that's the premise of the whole movie. And you said that everyone freaks out when Lance first turns into a pigeon. I gave you a point for that because, again, it was in the trailer. And you said that here we go. Walter makes a pigeon suit for Lance by airbrushing it onto him. So first of all, you, you tried to claim that he was wearing a suit, then you just like, actually no, it's gonna be spray painted onto his feathers. because he has a bow tie yes but i i try again i tried to help you here i was like no he's got the bow tie straight away as soon as he transforms but you're like no no it's not there it's not there i don't believe you (laughs) look look how stubborn i am yes exactly and here we go this is where it really goes off the rails she said that walter takes pigeon lance to his two friends eyes and ears who work with walter at the agency
0: so this was just a guess i thought that they were colleagues
1: they're not so, they, in the actual movie, they work with Marcy, Marcy in the internal affairs security team. And that was mm. really obvious in the trailer as well. And I thought it was really obvious in the trailer. So, I was, I was asking you questions about it in the original episode. I'm like, oh, really? Is that is that what they do? Oh, really? How does that work?
0: I feel like I watched this trailer like once. Yeah. With, like a blindfold on. <laughs> <It's>
1: like- <laughs> you listen to it. And not very yeah. well. <laughs> Now, you did say that Ears is an audio person. That's an actual quote from you. Ears is an audio person and Eyes takes care of surveillance. Now, I gave you a point because that's technically true. That's probably as close to the actual characters as you get in your plot. Because you said that <laughs> that's Walter- That's relief. Yes, you said that Walter will have a crush on Eyes. Now, actually, in the real movie, Eyes has a crush on Lance. But then again, who doesn't? But no, there's no romantic connection between Walter and Eyes at all in the movie. In fact, they don't even meet. <laughs>
0: I didn't pick up that she had a crush on Lance until the second watch through, because her eyes have, like, love hearts.
1: Yes, yeah, she has, like, a sort of, like, digital readout on her glasses, and they fill up with love hearts when she sees Lance Sterling escaping from them. Yeah, but it's so brief that you could miss it easily. Exactly. It's not a huge plot point, anyway. Now, you said that they don't know how to reverse the transformation, but Walter realises that Lance can use his new form to his advantage. I gave you a point for that, because, again, it's pretty obvious from the trailer. It's the premise. It's the premise. You said that Walter and Lance, as well as Eyes and Ears. Now, just keep in mind that in your plot, Eyes and Ears are there the whole time. And as well, you also say that Marcy is there the whole time later on in your plot, too. So there's like a foursome going around. Sorry, five people traveling around in your plot. There's no evidence of that at all in the trailer. You're still like, oh, yeah, they're just buddies that hang out throughout the entire movie.
0: Yeah, they're a team. (laughs)
1: So, you said that Walter and Lance, as well as Eyes and Ears, return to the agency, where Walter pretends that Lance is away on a mission, and they'll have a gag where Pigeon Lance has to talk on the phone to Lou. Now, while that's a good guess, it doesn't happen at all in the movie. No, it does not. I actually remembered it wrong. So, when I listened to your plot, I was like, I'm pretty sure that happens in the movie. But watching no. the movie, I was surprised that it didn't happen.
0: Yeah, it's like, there's no real time that people think, like, people are suspicious that the pigeon is Lance. Like, I thought it no. would be more- close calls with
1: that no yeah there isn't the one time that you sort of come close to that is when pigeon lance is sneaking up on kimura and is sort of like just using his voice to trick kimura into thinking that you know he's a regular human in a room with him but yeah that's the only time that they ever really do that because weirdly enough i don't know why lance just doesn't go when he's turned into a pigeon i don't understand why he can speak like a human
0: I guess because he's not really a pigeon, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I guess so. It'd
0: be a pretty dull movie if he just like, it was like, whoa, 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 to like Tom Holland.
1: Well, that was the original short, if you remember that.
0: Well, the original short was completely different. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Uh, next up, you said that Walter spends a portion of the movie trying to teach Lance how to be a pigeon. Gave you a point for that because it was in the trailer. And you said that Lance comes across another pigeon who has an annoying crush on him. I gave you a point for that because it was also in the trailer. Boom.
0: And based on the twist of this movie, is this... Twist. Is this uh, the first same-sex couple in, yes. in uh, Disney history?
1: Yes, I guess so. And again, it was how Fox who did it first. So they did it first with New Mutants, and they also did it in Spies in Disguise because, yeah, Lance is a lady pigeon, and a lady pigeon is in love with him. I mean, they Look don't have, like, a love scene.
0: Look how progressive Disney is. Exactly,
1: yeah. It's another one on their tally board. <laughs> Back to your plot. You said that they soon find out that McFord's base of operation is in a feudal house in Japan. No, oh. that's, that's not true at all. It's actually Kimura's base in Japan, and we've already been there at the start of the movie. And then you said that Walter and Lance, mind you, eyes and ears are there as well, sneak into yeah. McFord's base. Now, I actually gave you a point and a half of that because Walter and Lance sneak into the uh, HTUV weapons facility that McFord has taken over. So, yeah, that's close enough they to him having the a base. They hotel as well. Yes, they do. Speaking of, you said that Lance fights with Kimura but can't use his old moves. That was in the trailer, of course. But you said that Lance flies around Komora and causes him to knock himself out by running into a wall. What a stupid prediction that was. Yeah, don't make fun of it too soon. You say the same thing. Yes, exactly. Now, that doesn't actually happen in the movie. We both predicted it would happen. Doesn't happen in the movie. In the actual movie, he is stunned by Walter. Walter uses his, his you know, turning them into jelly pen. And then they have a graphic scene where they're pushing his nude body around. <laughs>
0: I, I kind of, like, it was gross, but, like, that was so creative,
1: that scene. Yes, I did enjoy it. Now, one weird thing, of course, neither of us predicted this, because I don't know why. One weird running gag that they have in the movie is that things are constantly inserted up Lance's ass when he's a pigeon. Did you notice that? No, I'm just trying to think. What, so, like, when what? they're in the car, they're spinning the car around, and, like, a protractor, like, the blade of a protractor goes up Lance's Sorry. ass in slow motion, and then when- <laughs> During the fight with Kimura, Kamora picks up Lance as a pigeon and just for some reason immediately inserts his finger into Lance's ass.
0: <laughs> oh, he does too, because he thinks it's a camera.
1: Yeah, I guess so. But I was like, what is the deal with things being inserted into pigeon Lance's ass? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. And then always they do the same thing each time. Like, they cut to his face going like, oh! I mean, it's kind of funny, but, like, it's a weird obsession for a children's yeah. movie. Now, you said that McFord isn't in his secret hideout, but they do find out that he plans to use his drones to bully people into giving him money. <laughs> I don't know quite how that works. <laughs> and he also has a bomb. By, you know, He's a contingency plan. He also has a bomb that he's going to hold the world ransom with. Yeah, he's going to take people's lunch money. <laughs> now, I actually gave you half a point for that because McFord actually plans to target the HTUV agents and kill them with the assassin drones. So he He ends up, like, through a very elaborate way, he gets the database on all the agents. It's basically taken straight from Skyfall. And then, yeah, he's planned to program all of the drones to go around the world and kill all the HTUV agents. It's the plot from Skyfall. Yes, exactly. It's exactly the plot from Skyfall. Exactly. Even down to the villain being a deformed, sort of, like, begrudging guy who wants revenge on the agency.
0: Yeah, and then covering it up with some weird face-morphing technology. Yes, Exactly.
1: Like, the more you break it down, the more the movie is just Skyfall. It even has the hero going rogue. The super spy going rogue. (laughs) It's crazy how close it is to Skyfall. Like, it's almost shameless. Now, you said that Eyes, I don't know why Eyes, but Eyes works out an antidote to the pigeon formula and tells Walter about it, but Walter doesn't want to turn Lance back to normal just yet. Because,
0: well, I've got to find something for eyes to do, right? Yeah,
1: you know? exactly.
0: And also, I figure this could be our third act fight.
1: Well, we're getting to that. You s- well, I didn't give you any points for that, by the way, because Walter does actually work out an antidote himself and changes Lance back right away.
0: Yeah, and there's no, there's no period of time when he doesn't want to change Lance back.
1: No, he does suggest just to Lance. He does say to Lance, why not just stay a pigeon? And Lance is like, no. And then Walter's like, oh, fair enough.
0: Because the vibe I got from the movie was that, oh, what if he wanted Lance to still be a pigeon so that Lance- Because he's sexually attracted Walter. to pigeons. <laughs> yeah, maybe.
1: <laughs> I really got that vibe from the movie. I think Walter really is into pigeons. Well, I think he just knows a lot about them, right? Yeah. I'm just he's being like crude Pigeon nerd. Yes. Now, you said that ears let slip to Lance that Walter has an antidote, which causes the third act breakup between Walter and Lance- Now, while, of course, that's all nonsense, I gave you half a point for that because the third act breakup does happen around this point in the movie. And it's when human Lance refuses to work with Walter anymore and and sends him away. Because he doesn't want him to get hurt. Yeah, exactly. Now, it's not really a third act breakup, but it is like the, the standard, oh, we're fighting now part of the movie
0: well the the whole theme of this movie is walter's trying to convince lance to use non-lethal means to yeah yeah you know save the day and lance hasn't learned this lesson
1: at this point yeah exactly exactly now it's also a rule for all animated features we've covered a fair few on this show now and if you notice there's always a third act breakup in all animated movies even in the fucking rugrats movie if you remember that there's a third (laughs) act breakup in it and they're babies That's such a
0: harsh third act breakup. Yes, I
1: know. Oh man, it's so dark. People out there haven't seen it. It is a really dark moment in the movie where it looks like Tommy's about to smash his infant brother's face in (laughs) in the rain. (laughs) Like babies, he's crying. The babies babies are abandoned abandoned. out. Yeah, exactly. (sighs) Anyway, Uh.
0: back to happier movies like this one. (laughs)
1: You said that throughout the movie, Lance will help Walter overcome his self-doubt and he'll finally get the courage to ask eyes out on a date. Again, more nonsense from you, but I gave you a point and a half because Lance does help Walter to become more confident throughout the movie and there's no real evidence of that being the case in the trailers.
0: Now, oh, okay, I, yeah, I guess so.
1: Oh, you're saying I shouldn't we'll give you points point. for
0: that? I, I guess he is more confident, right? Yeah. I don't know. He doesn't
1: Remember really the whole parkour scene? Remember the parkour scene? Oh, yeah.
0: I guess so but he he does not make it like yeah
1: but he has the confidence to do it because of Lance's coaching
0: true true I I guess that's right
1: now you said that Walter is kidnapped by McFord uh that didn't happen at all actually it's Lance who's kidnapped by McFord and Walter has to save him and you said that Lance you said that McFord calls up Lance and wants to trade Walter for his bomb he's like can you give me my bomb back please (laughs) no that does not happen now, you said that Lance, eyes and ears find McFord in a dilapidated building, which is located underneath a water fountain. That was very interesting.
0: Bold predictions is what you get Yes. you do.
1: Now, I actually gave you a point for that because technically McFord is hiding out in a dilapidated building, but we do see this in the trailer. Uh, Of course, eyes and ears aren't there at this stage, but they do arrive. They do arrive. I do get to that later. Now, you said that... Okay, here we go. This is where it really goes off the rails. (laughs) It hasn't gone off the rails before. Oh, just wait. You said that Lance confronts McFord, and McFord suddenly realizes when he sees Lance as a pigeon that he understands now how the formula works. He's just like, oh, you have a a formula that turns you into a pigeon. Oh,
0: yes. I remember what I say now, because this is better than anything they do in the actual movie.
1: Yes. You said that McFord decides he wants to turn himself into a griffin. But instead turns into a duck. And so then we have a fight scene between a pigeon and a duck. And in a scene straight from Indiana Jones, both Lance and McFord fight over the antidote before both turning back to normal. That is complete horseshit, Matty D. Does not happen at all in the movie. But But how better would it be if it did? Yes, it would be better if it did happen.
0: (laughs) In fact, I'm okay. I'm okay with losing points for that because that visual means the world to me.
1: Yes. I would love to see Ben Mendelssohn as a duck. That would be so well suited to him. <laughs> and because of his speech impediment, it'd be like a daffy duck. Thing. Yes, exactly. I didn't want to say it, but I was sort of suggesting it. Now, you said that McFord tries to use his drones to kill Lance, but Walter has reprogrammed them. So Lance has an opportunity to kick his ass. Now, I actually gave you uh, two points for that because McFord has Lance dead to right with his uh, with his attack drones, his assassin drones. And he and Walter use Walter's gadgets and their pigeon buddies to kick ass. And Walter does actually shut down all the drones. So, in a very loose way, you're on the right track. (laughs) Thank you. Now, this is the point where you said, oh, Marcy has been with them the whole time. She's just been teamed up with them the whole time, which completely throws like a spanner into your plot. It suddenly makes zero sense. And (laughs) she and Lance have a romantic conclusion. I'm not quite sure what that means. Does it mean a sex scene?
0: Uh... (laughs) No, they just get a kissy.
1: Okay. Uh, and you also said that Walter and Eyes have a romantic conclusion at this point as well. Mm-hmm. I gave you half a point because Marcy Eyes and ears do turn up to fight McFord around this point in the movie, and that's as close as you possibly could get to that nonsense that you said being in the actual movie.
0: No romances in this movie at all, except yep. for except for the pigeon on pigeon gay
1: romance. Exactly, and between Walter and his pigeon, and pigeons. Yes. And finally, said that Lou gives Lance and Walter their new mission, and they head off into the sunset, now with the power to turn into any animal. Now, I gave you two points for that, because they are fired at the end of the movie, but then immediately rehired. I didn't quite understand that, and I think it was just for a gag. Lance can only turn into a pigeon at this stage, but you did actually originally say in your prediction that he has the power to turn into a pigeon at will, but I corrected you by saying, oh no, he probably could turn into any animal, so I threw you off there, so you get two points for that.
0: Nice. So, he does have the power to turn into a pigeon after that point. Yes. I didn't pick up
1: on that. Exactly. No, you did say that. So, that was everything that you said. Did you think you got close to hitting your 60-point mark? Uh,
0: Yeah, I think I got close. I think I probably got, like, equal or over.
1: Oh, really? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Because you actually got 44.5 points, which when I tallied it all up, I'm like, how did he get so many? You didn't get 60, (laughs) so it's still a failure, but I was still like... That plot was nonsense. That was absolute crap. How did you get so many points? And if you get more points than me, I'm going to be even more furious. Oh, wow. So, yeah, 44.5. That's, That's actually not too bad. That's actually not too bad, given the complete nonsense. Let me just reiterate. Your plot was complete nonsense. It was so far removed from the movie, but you just, in a very loose way, the show wouldn't work if we didn't count very loose points here. But, yes, it was, it was terrible, and you should be ashamed. And yes, I should be ashamed. Yes, yes. Now let's well, let's see how I did. Let's see how I, I did by comparison. good, but in saying
0: that, I thought I was going to get hundred percent. I thought this was going to be my best prediction in my career of potential spoilers. Forty-four is pretty atrocious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, given that you couldn't beat your sixty-point high. Yes.
0: All right. Well, let's go into what you
1: predicted. Yeah. Now that I've shadowed. Actors. Now that I was like a pigeon shitting all over the statue, that was your plot. Let's see how yeah. I did. How well do you think you did? just yeah i wasn't confident so i'm fairly certain that i did like a fairly middle of the road prediction i mean no it's not going to be my best prediction but yeah i gave it a red hot crack i feel like i was closer than you <laughs> at least i could say that we'll find out right let's,
0: now let's find out now because again neither of us predicted that the movie would start with a flashback so already you're not quite correct but your movie starts with a james bond-esque cold open Mm-hmm. which establishes uh, Lance Sterling as a really awesome spy. I give you a point straight off the bat, because even though that's not how the movie starts, it is kind of how it's set up. Yeah. Now you say that Lance arrives on a spy jet, he parachutes on a tall building. It's the dead of night and he's, is- Rummaging through offices for super yeah. secret information—yeah, does not happen in the movie. At I tell all. you
1: what, this is all in the first trailer, but that whole first trailer is just full of nonsense. That whole original trailer that they released is all just footage unique to the trailer, so it just really threw me off.
0: So wait a second. So when I'm wrong, I'm an idiot, and my plots are absolute garbage. But when you're wrong, it's the trailer. Well, there's a
1: reason there. for me being wrong because if you rewatch that first trailer, everything that happens in it doesn't happen in the movie.
0: Uh, Walter had a box. That he carried his stuff in so the trailer led me astray as well
1: that, but that didn't happen in the trailer though that's the issue <laughs> what i was describing actually happens in one of the trailers but not in the movie
0: all right agree to disagree so um, <laughs> okay so he's discovered by some security drones who are operated by the bad guy but lance manages to destroy them with his quick moves and his wits i give you a half a point for that because that does happen but it just doesn't happen in the office yeah it happens all the way through. He sort of runs drones into each other and does all that stuff. Uh, you say next there's going to be a chase scene which Lance jumps into his sports car. Now you say his sports car can be controlled by his wristwatch. I give you two points because that is the case. There we go. And you also, you also say that the car does not talk which I give you a point for.
1: Yeah. it does
0: not. <laughs> and I give you a point because it's pretty obvious, Kieran, in the trailer that yeah. the car doesn't talk. So yeah,
1: that's I agree. I agree.
0: Alright, so then he travels to the Villain's Lair, which is a traditional Japanese mansion, mm-hmm. now, on a snow-capped peak, i give you a point for, because we see that in the trailer. Yep. And he infiltrates by scuba diving through the plumbing, one point, and it leads him to an oversized fish tank, one point. Lance's motivations here is he's trying to eavesdrop on the bad guys. The bad guy is King Gamora, or King Gamora?
1: <laughs> King Ghidorah <laughs> from Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it is, it is the, yeah. yeah, our bad guy is Gamora. He's the head no, of the Japanese <laughs> crime Kamora, syndicate.
1: It's Gamora. In any case, he Don't tell is, me in your notes you wrote down Gamora.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just going off your notes, uh, which you have as a K. Okay,
1: yeah, that's Gamora,
0: good. Gamora is the head of a Japanese crime syndicate, and he's mm-hmm. got this government technology I'll give you a point for because he actually does have that. And yeah. you said it's going to be a dangerous gadget-filled briefcase that's going to be similar to the briefcase that we see-
1: in the short in the, film. In the
0: short, which is right. It is a briefcase, so it harkens yeah. back to that short. There you go. So, K- Kamara plans to sell this technology to Tristan McFord, who is a tech terrorist. And yep. i give you two points because that's-
1: That's yeah, 100% what happens in the movie.
0: 100% what's happening, yeah. So far, so good, right?
1: Yeah. I'm doing well picking up stuff from the trailer.
0: <laughs> yeah, who'd have thought picking up stuff from the trailer and not making bold, ridiculous predictions yeah. would, have, would have been the way to go? Well, with
1: we it. know which is the more fun angle.
0: So, uh, yeah, I'm not saying any waterfalls, any uh, uh, bases under waterfalls in your plot.
1: Not waterfalls, fountains.
0: (laughs) Fountains. Well, I guess the the main base is...
1: Yes. Yes. That is true. That is true.
0: (laughs) So, so I'm kind of close. Yeah. All right. So, Lance uses a tiny bomb, or as I like to say, a small explosion to smash through the fish tank. Give you a point for that. We see that in the trailer a giant wave comes down, he slips in through his scuba, like he's in his scuba gear and he's kind of riding the wave in and he slips it off and he's wearing a tuxedo underneath one point because that is true. And we do see that in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So a lot of Kamora's henchmen are washed away in the wave. But Lance is able to take down the last remaining goons with a pair of lobsters that he uses as nunchucks. I know you were very proud of this prediction because <laughs> you saw it in the trailer and it was 100% accurate. So I'll give you yes. a point there.
1: There's nothing to do with a tray of crabs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, 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 not a tray of crabs, a tray of lobsters, which I think is why I thought they were, you know, celebrating and having hors d'oeuvres and stuff, because I thought it was going to be,
1: you know, yeah,
0: tray of lobsters people were handing out.
1: Yeah, but you said crabs. Move on. I
0: did, I did say crabs. So Lance is able to take down Kimura with a single chop to his neck, and he says the line, sleepy night, night, one point. We see that in the trailer. Uh, but before Lance can steal back the briefcase or retrieve the briefcase, I should say, the room swarms with a hundred hundreds of henchmen that are all dressed mm-hmm. as ninjas
1: in a scene from Mac kill Ford bill
0: <laughs> yes and mcford does escape one point by a helicopter yep lance fights the ninjas uh he uses a captain america-esque shield i give you a point for that because i think that is in the trailer yep it is and he uses like a jet booster like from just cord to ride right up to the ceiling yep and he's able to win wingsuit to the helicopter which does happen in the movie so a point there he uses his wingsuit uh and in your plot he what he does is he gets to the chopper he picks up the briefcase he drops a bomb in the chopper which mcford's in yeah that's right and essentially explodes and we think he's killed mcford yeah that's right glides safely and returns to the usa now i'll give you a point for that because you know that something to that does happen he does get the briefcase and he yeah. does return so back home, with
1: the exception and- of dropping the bomb Everything Mm. that I described happens in the movie. Now, mind you, mind you, McFord is actually disfigured because of something similar that happened to him in the past. Well, calm down, Kieran,
0: calm down. I'm just pointing it out. I give you half a point because that does happen, but it happens previously. Yeah, it happens off screen. Yeah, Lance Lance has destroyed McFord in an explosion and it's destroyed his face, and that's why he has this vendetta. So I give you half a point because kind of what happens in the
1: movie, but we don't actually see it. Well, there we go.
0: Mm, So well done. I think that was a pretty good prediction.
1: Yeah, I was actually very impressed with myself. (laughs) Skyfall. Yes. Yeah, it was the film writers. It was the film creators.
0: (laughs) That's it. So Lance returns back to the super secret spy HQ. You said it's located under the Washington Monument. Two points. Yep. And here he's greeted like a celebrity. That's one point. Mm -hmm. And everyone he meets tells him what a great agent he is. Yeah, this is what happens. But we see this all in the trailer. Yeah, uh, Lance is congratulated by Superior Lou, who tells him, even though his methods are reckless, one point because that she does, he's still the best agent. He's the best agent they have in their entire organization. Well, he and kind of screwed
1: we- up in the actual movie, so she doesn't have many nice things to say to him.
0: Well, everybody else is like praising him, but she's like. I don't like your tactics. Yeah. In your plot, Lou asks Lance to take the briefcase back to their inventor, Walter Beckett, mm-hmm. who is the youngest member in the agency's tech innovations lab. I'll give you two points because I think he is the youngest.
1: He is a Yeah. Pro. We don't know that for sure, but yeah, it certainly looks that way.
0: And he's sort of treated that way as well. He's yes. treated as like- <laughs> Well, he acts like a <laughs> he's child. The staff member who's taken
1: advantage of. He acts like a six-year-old all throughout the movie. <laughs> he does. He does. It annoyed the uh, shit out of me. <laughs>
0: Did it really? Yes. Didn't you find his adorkableness charming? No. I found it incredibly irritating. All right. So, Walter looks up to Lance um, and is always trying to impress him with his wacky inventions. I give you a point because that is kind of what happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Lance sort of feels that he's too cool for Walter and always brushes him off. One point, because that does
1: happen. Yeah, there's even a scene where he talks about how uncool Walter is compared to him.
0: Yeah, there is. You think there's this running gag where Walter wants to get a drink with Lance, even though mm. he's underage, even though in the movie he is of age. Yes. But that doesn't really happen, but it kind of pays off in a way. I can see why you thought that yeah. from looking at the trailer. And here's something you said off the cuff. You said there's just going to be thousands of employees and Walter's just going to be one, one of the many faces. And I'll give you two points yeah it is he's just uh he's not important at all so unimportant he can just get fired on a whim apparently
1: by the staff i don't (laughs) even think that lance is in a position where he could fire people but apparently it's the case yeah
0: apparently you know in the spy world you don't need to go to hr you don't need to have a process of like reviewing them their performance
1: can you imagine if in a james bond movie james bond just walked up to q and was like q you're fired (laughs) take your stuff and leave
0: I like to imagine that Walter doesn't realize that he's not fired because Lance doesn't have that power. Yeah, he's, like takes his stuff and leaves. Like, yeah, oh, well.
1: and then on Monday they're like, "Where's Walter? He should be in for work." And all he's his like, stuff is gone to
0: work. He's fired. Yeah. So as they leave for work for the day, Walter and Lance meet up in an elevator. Walter keeps insisting that they should have a drink together, and this is where Walter reveals. Kind of sounds like me and, and, and you. you. <laughs> it is like that, isn't it? Yes.
1: <laughs> Can we have a drink? <laughs>
0: except I would, uh, I'm, I'm Lance in this situation. I'm imagining the super cool, super smart. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I don't, want to impress. I don't think I need to be pressured too much to have a drink <laughs> like Lance. Um, so yeah, Walter, Walter introduces his uh, invention that can disguise everyone and make them disappear. We see this in the trailer. At one point, um, Lance brushes Walter off as usual, says, well, have a drink when you're 21. One point, cause he does brush him off, mm-hmm. in a very,
1: almost literally. Cause he's like a blob on the floor. <laughs>
0: exactly exactly anyway we get to see tristan mcford has survived the helicopter explosion and now sports a robot hand and eye i give you half a point because it does happen but again we see this off screen but that's why he has a robot hand that's why he has a robot eye yeah and mcford wants to take revenge on lance and the spy agency Mm -hmm. and wants to take over the world two points that's exactly his motivations Now, you said McFord's new robot eye is able to identify operatives.
1: Yeah, that's not the case in the actual movie. No,
0: I think it just works for the drone. So, I'll give you half a point because his eye is used, you know, for-
1: Yeah, it does give him a Terminator-esque readout. It does do that, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't show operatives.
0: No. No. So Lance wants to take down McFord, uh, but Lou tells him he's too well-known to do it anymore. Two points. Lou doesn't say that, but that's kind of the idea we get. He's he's so well-known that you know they know yeah. he's coming. Yeah, exactly. Since Lance is so well-known, he's like, huh, didn't Walter say something about a formula that makes me disappear? I might go over to Walter's house and pay him a visit. And Walter's very, very happy about it. Two points because that is what happens. And Walter is still talking about getting a drink with Lance and just <laughs> getting it out of the way. Lance snatches the glass of liquid from Walter's hand, which happens to be the formula, takes it down in one single gulp. One point, that is what happens. In fact, I think you deserve two points because that is how it plays out accurately. But that, then, We saw
1: that maybe. shot for shot in the trailer, though, so I think it's only worth one.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, maybe, because it is, it is in the trailer, so we'll give you a point for that. Yeah. Lance is drunk in Walter's disguise formula. He transforms into a pigeon. One point, because we see this in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also learned that, this is interesting, you said that Walter's three guinea pigs had been transformed in a pigeon. so they were previously given yeah. pigs, but this formula has turned them into pigeons.
1: Yeah, well, we Which don't can't... know that that's not the case. Well, we do know that that's not the case.
0: <laughs> you can't say that. Cause, like,
1: no, that's not true at sure all. That, that is the case. I
0: give you half a point because
1: the pigeons are there and they're kind of used for his experiment. Well, no, there's just one pigeon. There's just one pigeon. Oh, there is just one pigeon. And technically they are guinea pigs because he uses them, as you just said, for experiments. So technically they are guinea pigs if you think about it.
0: In a way, in a technical sense of the word. That's why I give you half a point, not a full point, not two. So Walter doesn't have a reverse formula. So Lance is stuck in pigeon form, one point. So this is going to be the plot through the whole movie is Mm -hmm. he needs to transform him back. Lance is horrified about this, but Walter's sort of Trying to tell him that being a pigeon is actually really good cover because no one will suspect pigeon and they're everywhere. Two points because that is what happens in the movie and it becomes uh, to Lance's advantage. Uh, Lance doesn't want anyone to find out he's a pigeon for some reason. He's embarrassed, I guess. Yes, a newbie. I guess so. I guess so. Maybe somebody in the agency could help him turn not into a pigeon. So yeah. he's hiding this, and they decide to set out for McFord themselves. For some reason, you didn't think he'd go rogue, which I'm surprised now. Oh I
1: wow. Why didn't I say, oh, geez, what a stupid thing.
0: So so he's just doing it because he doesn't want people to know he's a pigeon. So they, they're going to work together. So Walter is going to be with Lance trying to work out a formula to turn him back into a human. Two points because that is the case. And Lance is setting to stop
1: McFord himself. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, since Lance is missing in action, the agency, oh, actually,
1: look at this, presumes
0: he's gone rogue.
1: Yep. There you go. <laughs> Wasn't so stupid after all.
0: And sends out a security team to track him down. Two points. Uh, the team consists of Marcy and the two bumbling surveillance experts, eyes and ears, two points. That is exactly mm. how they play out of the movie. They're just, they're just there with Marcy. And for the rest of the movie, the the three of them will be hot on the trail of Walter and Lance, but will be unaware that Lance is a pigeon. Two points. You called it accurately. I can't say yeah. anything else about it other than that's exactly what it is. Yeah,
1: happened. this is sounding so far pretty close to the movie.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Lance and Walter have to sneak into. Okay, so you got this idea that Lance and, and Walter need to sneak into the HQ, which yeah, I you had said, the same You said
1: thing the same the thing.
0: We thought that there would be a thing where they would have to sneak into the spy base for something. For you, it was that Walter needed to collect his backpack which the backpack's gonna have sort of it's a mobile lab yeah in inventions and stuff like that which you know that backpack is in the movie yes it is it does have like a backpack that's like a mobile lab and funnily enough you said it's full of gadget but it's also full of useless crap like bananas and apples and it'll be used as a gag
1: completely useless objects like bananas and apples (laughs) those are the only (laughs) things i could think of mind you they are in the bag though
0: they are they are and i'll give you two points because that is the case and there's There's scenes where a banana goes up his nose and it's used as a gag. So I'll give you two points for that. But they never go into, they never revisit the spy organization.
1: No. Which we thought
0: was the case. When they leave the spy organization, they get into a car chase with the security trio. This is something we see in the trailer.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Lance is driving his sports car as a pigeon with uh, the other pigeons, because in your plot there with them as well, trying to push the pedals, Toy Story style. Yes. Because Walter's too young to drive. And I don't know why Walter doesn't drive in any of these scenes. He just leaves it to Pigeon Lance. (laughs) I think he (laughs) says
1: he doesn't know how to drive in the movie.
0: Uh, Okay. And I give you a point for that because we see this in the trailer. I remember when we did this episode and we rewatched the trailer, which sometimes we do after we record the episode, and you broke down this scene in the trailer and you were like, look, Matty D, exactly what I said. Exactly how I said. Marcy's chasing them. He's in the sports car. (laughs) And you're exactly right. It did happen in the movie. Yeah. All right, so then you say Lance figures out Kamora is the only person that knows where McFord's base of operation is located since they're business partners. So he tracks down Kamora into a hotel on a tropical island. Two points, that is exactly what happened.
1: And that's the exact reason too.
0: Exactly, exactly the exact reason. Now, you sort of didn't know how Gidget Garcia...
1: Yeah, Gidget Garcia, Garcia? she wasn't in the movie, there was no character called Gidget Garcia in the movie Yeah, but she was listed, right? Yes, that's right It just goes to show you that we should never ever trust Wikipedia, (laughs) or for that matter IMDB Because they listed Gidget Garcia as a character, she was not a character in the movie and did not appear
0: And by the way, you kind of had a go at me and said, oh, you didn't even include her in your (laughs) (laughs) anymore. Apparently (laughs) she's not even in it
1: Yes, and by doing so, you were more correct than me So
0: you thought this character, this unknown character, would be a femme fatale. Who knows what the character was originally going to be, but doesn't appear in the movie at all. There's no such character as Gitche Garcia. Lance sneaks into Kimura's room in the hotel without being noticed. Two points, there's a whole gag about him doing that, getting the key to the elevator and whatnot. He can't fly, which would be very handy in these sort of situations. This is a point where Lance discovers he no longer has his human strength, so he tries to fight Kimura but can't because he is a bird. One point, we see this in the trailer. But he has the same brain and is able to beat up Kimura.
1: (laughs) In the (laughs) same way that you described. By
0: flapping around his face and he runs into a wall. We were both wrong, this does not happen, but he does use his wits to defeat Kamura, or at least Walter does, because Yeah, because right. he turns him into jelly. Um, and you say that Kamura gives a location for McFord's secret base, two points because he does do that. Yeah, Doesn't does. because of truth serum, but he does yeah, it still, unless... it's still, I'm still interested pretty close. to know like when you sort of were thinking of this plot, do you think he'd like run into the wall and then dazily give away the location or be like, please no, stop? No, your I
1: imagine the they, would've, they would've they would have tied him up, put uh, him into a chair, held a protractor or something to his throat. Not quite, not quite.
0: He gets a truth serum that tells everybody that he peed in the pool and where McFord's base is. Yes. But get this. You say that they are interrupted. This whole exchange is interrupted by masking the security team. Two points, because they are literally breaking down the door. Yes. And this starts another car chase. It does start a chase per se. I don't think it's in a car. No. But uh, they're being pursued by vehicles, but they're able to get away by the skin of their teeth, as we like to say. There's even a a fleet of McFord's drones that appear.
1: Yeah. Now, now that was the trailer throwing me off, because it (laughs) it was a moment in the trailer that didn't really happen in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, it threw me off.
0: So, now we go to McFord's secret base that's located in an old castle on an island.
1: Eh, I mean,
0: yeah, it's it's... Kind of on, it is on an island, yeah. but I think it's just an old building, right? It's
1: debatable what sort of building it is, but it is made out of stone, so it kind of looks like a castle. I said it was crumbling. A, it's a
0: fountain, who knows?
1: Yes, I said it was crumbling. I remember that.
0: Yeah, it is dilapidated. So, Lance and Walter decide they're going to stealth through on their submarine. Mm-hmm. While in their submarine, they have their obligatory third act fight, and the fight's going to be In
1: in actuality, in the real movie, they literally are in the submarine having the fight.
0: Which is why I give you two points for that. There you go. Their fight's about Lance thinks Walter's too nerdy, and Walter says to Lance, well, look, you're so cool and whatever, but you don't actually have any friends at all. Which is two points because Lance isn't close to anybody.
1: Yeah. Well, there you go. Mm. Again, I'm very impressed with how like almost beat for beat this is actually following (laughs) the movie.
0: It is it is surprising. I didn't close. realize I was now doing the so well. movie there is uh, there's not really, as we said, there's no real third act fight, but the closest thing we have happens right here in the movie where Lance sends him off because he doesn't want him to get hurt. Yeah. And here in this part of the movie, we see that Walter hugs Lance because they're gonna forgive each other and become friends again. And we get the reveal that Lance is a lady pigeon. You say this off the cuff. You said Lance is a lady pigeon, two points who can lay an egg. Yeah. (laughs) Who would have thought it would have been? Because we talked about this and we're like, oh, that's so dumb. Like, obviously couldn't lay an egg, but apparently that was a huge plot point.
1: Yeah, who would have thought that something we just pointed out off the cuff as being weird turned out to be such a huge plot twist in the movie?
0: Yeah, and we weren't given the filmmakers credit. that We were like, oh, they're going to use this as a gag. It's going to be like, oh, he lays an egg, how funny, but... Even though it's impossible, God, they're stupid. But actually, they were they were smarter than we gave them credit for. They yeah. actually used that as a as a plot
1: point. Yeah, exactly.
0: And it was right under our noses. Silly us. We should have gave them more credit. All right, so they arrive at McFord's Islands, but right as they're sneaking in, a patrol of drones swarm in and capture Lance. Two points. There we Lance go. Is captured, and in your
1: and plot, by drones too,
0: and by drones exactly. And in your plot, Walter's formula just wears off and he transforms into being a human being. So apparently it just it just has a time period yeah. of where it just like, you know, wears off and he turns back human.
1: That would have been fun, but yeah, of course that didn't happen.
0: And Walter doesn't know this, but he realizes this because the pigeons are turning back into guinea pigs and he's like, oh no, that means Lance is... And then we're going to see Lance <laughs> turn into a human. So of course the drones instantly recognize Lance and he's captured. Again, I, I said already, you're... Yep. You, got two points for that because that is what happens and you said that he's going to be dressed already i just wanted to mention that because <laughs> yeah. i said he wouldn't be right because he's a pigeon and he isn't he's naked when he's he they have a great
1: scene himself. where like walter's face is at crotch level <laughs> of Lance. And he's like
0: i only like pigeons man
1: <laughs> yeah exactly
0: so mcford reveals to lance what his plans are he wants to enslave people through technology oh. something about their phones. yeah i
1: literally just watched incredibles 2 and that was the plot <laughs> of that movie <laughs>
0: I give you half a point because he does sort of reveal his intentions and his plans, but nothing to do about enslaving people through technology. I think he just uses these drones and wants to get back at Lance. That's right. And here we have a bumbling Walter. He bursts in, he tries to save Lance, but is captured as well. And it looks like all hope is lost. But then Marcy appears in this sort of triumphant scene with it, with her security team. Two points, because that is what happens. Mm-hmm. And the way that we're able to do that is because they're able to locate where Lance is because he's human again. They could track him again.
1: Was that in the actual movie or in my plot? Uh, this is in your plot. Yeah, okay. Because in the actual movie, uh, I think it's Walter puts out the call to uh, Marcy That's and right. eyes and ears. That's right, yeah. But it, it,
0: it happens that way that they arrive just in the nick of time. And
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. And them. Walter does come in to help fight the drones as well.
0: Pretty much like Gandalf the White, which I just want to say that I mentioned.
1: (laughs) Yeah, okay.
0: Pretty much like that. Lance Escapes uses a protractor to break the shackles of both him and Walter. So they're free um, and they all work together to defeat McFord and the army of drones. Two points because that is what happens. And even you said the pigeons also help as well, which get this, the pigeons do. Yeah, they do. That's the sort of climaxy movie. Good guys win. McFord is defeated. We jump forward in time and Lance is on a new case, but he's joined by his new partner and best friend, Yep, Walter.
1: Yep, Half sounds good so far. I can't see this going have, wrong.
0: We don't have a, a time jump, but that is where the movie leads. Walter now has a tuxedo and is trying to act cool and in typical cured fashion, <laughs> Lance tries to tell him to just be himself because that's the message we're going to give in this movie. The movie ends on a cliffhanger where Lance accidentally drinks another one of Walter's formulas. You'd think he would know from now and transforms into a crazy animal like an elephant, screams at Walter saying, I'm going to kill you and chases him around. And We all laugh and applaud. And what a great movie. And that was your plot, sir.
1: And I like how that that. that final bit, that final bit was like the boldest prediction I made in the entire plot. (laughs) And of course it was wrong.
0: Yeah, but it was kind of on the right track.
1: Yeah, I suppose so. It
0: was kind of on the right track. So, how well do you think
1: you did hearing all of Uh that? I wasn't that confident going in, but listening back, I was like, wow, that was actually pretty close to the actual movie. Like, Pretty good. If beat if, for beat. Almost beat for beat, the actual movie. So, like I said, if I don't get better than you, I'm going to be incredibly disappointed. <laughs> so, just give it to me so, straight.
0: So, I, I did this plot prediction. I took it to my team, my team of uh, highly trained uh, plot point counters, and they they ran the numbers, and we've all come back with how well you did with your plot. In total, with everything you called in that plot, you got forty four points. What? <laughs> I'm just joking. You didn't get forty four points. You actually got eighty six.
1: Oh, thank God! I was I was furious for a hot second <laughs> I, there.
0: Thought I was going to give you a heart attack there. <laughs>
1: oh thank goodness
0: otherwise you would have punched me
1: yes exactly yeah
0: (laughs) yes 86 points i don't know that's
1: the best you've done no i've gotten over 100 in the past Uh Ah, so yeah oh yeah what can i say
0: like reading through this plot listening to the other episode you pretty much nailed it
1: yeah like i said i didn't realize i did so well until i listened to you read it back to me but yeah there we Mm. go wow impressive if i do say so myself Okay. Okay. Can't I wish I could say you disguise. did a really good job too, but as I said before, you really didn't. Not one of your best <laughs> plot predictions, I've got to say. So
0: I guess what we've learned here is that I came in cocky and arrogant, and obviously that meant that my plot sucked. Yes. And you were a little bit more cautious, and you paid more attention to the trailer, and you were a little bit more vigilant, and that yeah. paid off for you.
1: Yeah. Well, let's not be too cocky. There's still some doozies in our future. <laughs> so you, there's some plots <laughs> that you nail, and there's some that I absolutely fail. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I just saw Black Widow yesterday. Oh boy, oh boy. We not, didn't do well in that. Not I'm looking forward to that revisited. Let me I just tell you that. I can't remember what we said in yeah, that. Movie. A lot of nonsense. A lot of nonsense. All right. So, before we wrap it up, I do want to know, what are your thoughts on Spies in Disguise? You've seen it twice now, I believe.
0: Yes. So, when I watched this movie first, it was for our 100th episode. Yep. Let me tell you, I watched this when I had to watch a whole bunch of movies to catch up for for that episode. And I hated it. It was such a pain to watch. Like, I had just watched like eight other movies and I had to sit down and watch Spies in Disguise and I was tired and I was grumpy. I had not left the couch. I was like, "Oh my god!" This point, I don't, I don't care. I don't want to watch it, and you know. And in the second watch through, I can safely say I still didn't like it.
1: Ah, oh, there you go. I thought you might come around to it, actually.
0: The second time I watched it, it was a little bit more fun. Yeah, but what are you can just I say?
1: are you just bitter that you just were so wrong?
0: <laughs> yes, I think that's it. I think the fact. Look, when my expectations, or at least when there's a little hint in my head that there might be an animal on animal fight, like a duck versus a pigeon, and yeah. that doesn't happen. Everything is a
1: disappointment. Right. So, what was it that you didn't like about it?
0: Uh, I just thought it was uh, the plot was kind of vanilla. Nothing out of the ordinary. Would you say it was predictable? Obviously, I didn't predict it. (laughs) I'd say it's predictable, but obviously, I didn't predict anything. So, you know, it was a standard movie, followed its beats.
1: It's not a Shrek or something along those lines.
0: No, it was fun enough.
1: Would you say it was was worse or better than Frozen 2? Uh,
0: Better than Frozen 2.
1: I think I might agree with you there just, yeah, just quickly my thoughts as well Yeah the first time I watched this movie when I saw this in cinemas I didn't really like it that much I wouldn't say that I hated it I just thought it was middle of the road fine Just a very eh movie
0: That's a good um, description of it Middle of the road
1: Yeah exactly it's very harmless in a way It's not going to blow your socks off And the second time I watched it, I did find myself enjoying it a little bit more, I guess because I knew what to expect and, you know, I was sort of enjoying the spy beats a little bit, being a James Bond fan myself, but still overall, I wouldn't recommend people watch it. I wouldn't say it's a fantastic movie. Well, maybe I'd recommend a four-year-old boy watches it, but an adult, people our age, people in their 30s, yeah, skip this one. Yes. And I found the humour sort of like all over the place. Like it didn't know if it wanted to be a kid's movie or an adult movie or, or what really. Mm. It felt almost a little bit too edgy for kids And then not edgy enough for adults So I guess that's why no one saw it it. Yes, exactly It had things being inserted up Lance's ass (laughs) You're very obsessed about this Yeah, so was the movie makers
0: (laughs) So that's it We never have to discuss Spies in Disguise again. We never have to think about it. I can go into my mind catalogue and burn that information. We can move
1: on. Yes, exactly. Now, do you, the dear listener, have any thoughts on Spies in Disguise? Have you seen it? Have you not seen it? Tell us why you haven't seen it. If you have seen it, tell us if you loved it or not.
0: I want to see if anybody who has kids, did their kids really love this movie?
1: Yeah, exactly. You can let us know. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Or you can just simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on the Podbean site. So many ways to get in touch with us. Before we go for another week, let's talk about what movie we're going to be predicting next week. And I think this is one that we're actually going to team up to predict together because, yeah... I've seen the trailers and I have no idea what's going to happen in this movie. It looks like it's going to be all over the place and crazy because next week we're talking about another superhero movie, The Suicide Squad. This one actually looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, it's being directed by uh, James Gunn, and it looks like it's going to be a lot more adult and violent than the previous the Suicide Squad movie. Sorry, Suicide Squad movie. Now this has John Cena in it, right? Yes, that's right. He's returning I do to our like show. Wrestlers in a movie. Yeah, exactly. Well, hopefully next week you're going to be here to talk about it in person. Oh, yeah, he's hoping. Oh well, I should probably let you get back to getting on set or whatever you're doing.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I, I need I need like a forty hour makeup session.
1: Yes, <laughs> they're applying prosthetics to your face as we speak. <laughs> that's it. Turning you into someone who looks slightly different to the regular Maddie D. A
0: pigeon. I'm actually filming Spies in Disguise too.
1: Oh, there we go. The live action and version.
0: The live action version. You know how they're just making all the Disney movies live action?
1: Yeah. Well. Making Sp- Spies in Disguise live action. Until we reconvene next week for the Suicide Squad. We'll see you then, everyone. Oh, tough guy. Okay. Then we do it the hard way.
0: Walter. I need a funnel, jumper cables, and a Nickelback album. Nickelback? What? But that
1: would hurt him. That's the whole point. I know what to do.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no! Don't do
1: that. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about,
0: Walter. Go science on this fool. Oh
1: yeah! I'm gonna science all over your face. Please.
0: Did you just get that man a refreshing spritz?
1: It's a truth serum, but yes, it has a lavender quality to it. Watch. Kimura, what's your biggest secret? I peed in the pool.